Hi, my name's Paul Grogan. Welcome to episode 11 of the All New Gaming Rules podcast. This episode is the audio version of the Gaming Highlights of 2021. It was a live video done on the very last day of December 2021 with myself, Luke Hector from The Broken Meeple, Mark Dainty from Notboard Gaming, and Tom Heath from Slicker Drips. We talk about our experiences of the year, some of the games that we've played uh, that were really good, and some of our other highlights of the year. This audio podcast is only made possible thanks to the financial support of my Patreon campaign. So a huge thank you to all of my supporters for making this possible. And if you like the content that I create, please consider supporting me at patreon.com forward slash gaming rules. And now, on with the show. Right, I think we're live, everybody. I think we are live. Hello, welcome to the final live stream of my channel for this year. Uh, and before we go any further, let's introduce who's joining me. In the top left, we have Mr. Luke Hector. Hello. Happy New Year, everyone. How are you doing? Ah, all good. Good, <laughs> good, good. Four of us on here. <laughs> There's four of us on here. We don't know if this is going to work or not. We did a test earlier on, and it, it sort of worked. Let us know if you can hear and see us, okay? <laughs> top right, Mr. Mark Dainty from Notboard Gaming. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome. Yep. Uh, and in the bottom right, with an absolutely not fake Christmas tree. <laughs> it's real. It's just make might not quite be here. <laughs> As his hand disappears, but it's, <laughs> it's a few yeah. meters away. Just just do jazz hands, Tom. Just do I'm jazz just, hands. I, I, might, I might duck behind the curtain if somebody <laughs> picks something I don't like. There you go. Uh, Mr. Tom Heath from Slicker Drip. So, yeah, thank you very oh, much yeah. for all of you for joining us. Um, we are all... UK-based content creators that do a variety of different videos. Um, Luke, what do you focus on generally? Well, that anything board game related, you, top tens, reviews, heavy, light, medium. The only thing I can't do is playthroughs, but hopefully maybe in 22, that can be a mission to work on that. <laughs> You've not seen my live Q&A from yesterday, have you? Or Wednesday? Not yet. No, right. Okay. It's on my list. So, on my list. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want me to tell you what I said about you? horrible things i assume <laughs> one of the one of the questions was if you could pick another content creator and give them a christmas present what would it be an overhead camera and i said an overhead camera for luke hector so he can stop complaining about not being able to do playthroughs <laughs> i'd love one i mean if you're gonna give me that then there you go well there, there you go <laughs> it's a uh, christmas miracle. right on to you mark let us know what you focus on so, notable gaming focuses on solo and soloable game content. So, purely solo. Uh, in the main, I think there's been just a couple of videos where it's crossed over ever so slightly, mm -hmm. uh, based on news, Kickstarter previews, the very odd playthrough, and some unboxings, etc. Yeah, cool. Uh, and Tom, I know what you Hello. do, but let the audience know what uh, you do. Playthroughs, playthroughs, playthroughs. <laughs> Other things as well. <laughs> All these don't do playthroughs very much. Do playthroughs almost <laughs> all the time. Yeah. What I don't do, Tom does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Luke doesn't do playthroughs. Tom primar primarily does playthroughs, but you do also do reviews as well, Tom. Yeah, there's there's some rambling. There's some top tens sometimes. Well, yep. quite often really. But hours wise, probably playthroughs. Yes, definitely. Right. Okay. <laughs> this show today is going to be about our highlights of 2021 not necessarily we are going to get onto what our favorite games of the year were but that's not the focus of this discussion today our focus on basically anything gaming related or possibly non-gaming related that's happened in the last 12 months 
um, that we think is worthy of mentioning. We're going to start with you, Luke. Ah, no. <laughs> All right. Ah, well, first things first. I mean, the obvious one. Let's get the obvious one out of the way. Finally, we've had COVID issues cancelling just about every event on the planet. We finally this year managed to actually get some events going. So, <laughs> finally, we've had GridCon. We've had Essen. First one that I think we came back to, though, was UK Games Expo. Yeah. So that's kind of like the highlight of it. It's like this: you've had a year and a half of no conventions ever i was supposed to go to midgard that got cancelled yeah. <laughs> and it got cancelled again this year so fingers crossed next year uh, whatever whenever this uh, yeah i keep forgetting it's new year's eve but it is <laughs> the, games, <laughs> the games expo though was like the first time just to come back and yeah it was a reduced convention there was only so much to look at but it was just the idea of i'm walking around a convention looking at games seeing all these friendly faces i've literally only talked to on a microphone the last year and a half and then Pretty much spent most of the time just open gaming with you know Mark and Jonathan and various other people just sat at the back open gaming. You know yeah. we could have done it at somebody's house, but the fact that we did it at a convention was just perfect. It's like right, give me a pint, give me the games. I'm now in my element here. Yeah, yeah. Conventions were. I mean, I wasn't able to make UK Games Expo because I had a wedding to attend the week afterwards. So if mm. I had have gone to UK Games Expo and I'd have got pinged. I wouldn't have been able to attend the wedding because I'd have had to self-isolate. So I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't able to attend UK Games Expo, and I, I would. I definitely would have gone along. Um, but yeah, I went to. Um, I definitely went along to Essen. So it was good to start them up again. And then there was GridCon, uh, which was obviously a slightly different experience for me as it was for for those people attending. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was really great to see people just playing games solidly for five days. Yeah, and there were. And when even a few smaller ones as well. Uh, Graham's mentioned KCON. That was another one yep. late August. Just whether it was a trade, a, conven a trade convention, or just sit down and play games. It's like finally we can do it. And by the UK Games Expo, that was when I recently been double vax. So it's like right, okay, protections on. Go. Could I just please go? Yes. Which, which <laughs> at the time was enough protection, but not the, not not right now, not right now. Now, we'll Tom, see. have you been to any conventions this year? Because you didn't oh. go to Essen. You've not been to any. <laughs> it's been great not going to any conventions in 2021. <laughs> no, have you missed them or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, like, in, in some ways, I do miss seeing people at the conventions and yeah, <laughs> just hanging out a bit and playing some stuff there. But it's particularly for Essen, I have not missed getting on planes and organizing hotels and things. Right. I really don't enjoy that stuff. Yeah. And it's yeah. been it's been surprisingly good not yeah, having I, to do that. I say I and say it, Essen was mm. a highlight, but well, yeah, you had an ordeal, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, I remember being sat in the international truck stop uh near Folkestone on the way out, almost saying, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it was it was it was massively stressful and all that stuff you've just mentioned tom as to you know the reasons for not going the hassle of how we're going to get there what tests do we need and i i'd, I'd never forget it was only a week before that we realized exactly what we needed to do when we get there and if we hadn't have done those things we wouldn't have been mm. able to attend or we wouldn't have been able to get back or, or something would have gone yeah. wrong yeah. And it was all in the week before, and it was extremely stressful. I'm glad I went, but can't can't underestimate the amount of of hassle it, it was. And I'm hoping, hoping next year things will be uh, things will be better. 
we yes. did literally have a Facebook chat group for how on earth do we get to Essen? Because yeah. we weren't 100% certain what to do with passes. And thankfully, it's... I think for the most part, we were fine. You yeah. got held up because of import issues because yes. you went to help a friend. Yeah, that wasn't anything to do with mm. traveling. That was because I was with a friend yeah. who had product. And after Brexit, you needed to complete some special paperwork, which mm. he'd paid a company to do all the special paperwork. And it wasn't the right paperwork. So, uh, yeah, it, it was yeah. a bit of a nightmare. Oh. Yeah. Any journey with you is always a scary one. So driving you back was uh, <laughs> probably, probably one of the most frightening things ever. It's like, it's like I've, I know this journey's going to go well. Uh, don't you dare. Don't you do yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, the curse of Grogan. But thankfully, it was okay. It was okay. Right, Mark, do you want to give us one of your highlights of the year? Yeah, and I think that one of them comes out of the, uh, almost one of the, the worst things that hit the industry this year, which is the shipping crisis. So yeah, which is still going on. This year. Yeah. So... Still going on, definitely still, still going, going on. on. Absolutely, yeah. what to play some of the games that they've got and maybe on their shelf of opportunity or games they haven't played for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, we all want the next greatest game to be delivered as quickly as possible, but the delivery, and I know kind of the back end of the year, there seems to be a glut of kick. You know, to just take a step back and say, actually, you know, I do want to play that to play for a while, so. Yeah, it's it's kind of trying to <laughs> trying to uh, polish a turd a little bit. This one, in, in just the fact it's happened and it's still going on in the industry, but it is all giving us a little bit of breathing room. So yeah, yeah. I think you know having that opportunity to play some older games, some oh. games I do enjoy but don't get back to. That's been a real a real positive yeah. this year. So Mark, your audio is breaking up quite a bit. Okay, but right. we got we got the gist of what you were saying. <laughs> okay, basically, lots of new games have been delayed, so you've had the opportunity to take you know older games and yeah. th- and that's actually a, v- a very good point let's just put myself for a minute let's just all put ourselves into this horrible nasty hell of a situation where we get no new games for 12 months would we all be fine yeah exactly yeah, right yeah. <laughs> i think we'd be fine until the end Ex- of time. exactly exactly i'd be absolutely fine yeah. if the entire board game industry was to was to go on hold for a year with everybody who works in it still okay and, and mm. they just went, Paul, you're not going to get any new games this year. You're going to play the ones you've got. I'd be like, mm. sure, okay, that, that, that's fine with me. You know, so. it, it can't hurt for it to take a break. we got enough games. I mean, there's stuff in here, solo games, that I swear would take me 12 months just to play exactly. that game all the way through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, Tom, one of your highlights. Well, not going to the... conventions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting here, on, on, a, on like a similar note to like going back and playing old games it ties into like me doing live things like mm-hmm. that's what i've really done this year yeah kind of, with your help paul get yeah. into grips with it earlier this year but like particularly there was like a period it felt like in the middle of this year where there wasn't a lot of new stuff coming in and coupled with doing like live things i went back to loads of games that i hadn't done for like like i've been doing this for like five years and sometimes when i did a playthrough of a game well i say sometimes most of the time when i do a playthrough that's the last time i've played that game yeah so it's been going back to things like the gallerist and nations and stuff like games that i really really love that have just sat in a box for at least three or four years Mm -hmm. now and discovering that wow i'm rubbish at these games now (laughs) (laughs) so when was it you first did a live stream well, I think like we we always used to do Q and A's, but yeah, very yeah, yeah. very basically like laptop camera and stuff. And but I mean a playthrough, like, a, a live but, like, playthrough with yourself. It was it was like March, I think, of this I, year. I, I tried it. I missed out on everyone 
getting getting on board during the lockdown and stuff. Yeah. Because I I tried and it didn't work. And then I tried doing the exact same thing this year and it all worked. So yeah. clearly I was I was doing something wrong last year and just missed out. But yeah, all of the stuff is cuz I I used to do like the overhead camera anyway. Yep. As like a backup for the playthroughs. And some people didn't like all of the seasick camera that yeah. I used to have. But like so I had that setup, but yeah, it was never plugged into anything. So mm. gradually, I think it's it's still. I think every stream still starts with like technical issues. Uh, the microphone's not <laughs> well, that's, that's normal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's ever going to go away. No, but, no, uh, trust me, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. the picture's getting a bit better, bit by bit. Yeah, but yeah, you've you've done a lot of live playthroughs this year. We we've, yeah, loads. we've probably done roughly. I mean, you do multiple ones a week, same as me. So yeah, I was I was trying to see. I think you you mentioned earlier, Paul, like. You can see how how much you've done in a year, and I still haven't worked out if you can do that without just. I don't. I don't think you can. But but thankfully, Chrissy videos. went through a year's worth of my videos, and mm. it, it's not counting the live Q and As, and not counting the Patreon only behind the scenes videos, of which I've done probably about fifty of those. This a lot. Year. Mm. It, it's been about three hundred. So yeah. if you wow. include the other stuff, it's somewhere between three hundred and four hundred live streams this year. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, when Luke came around the other week, that was three in a day. Yeah. You know, so, so some days there are more than one, but then other days, like you know, the Christmas break. Apart from me doing the fighting fantasy books, you know, I've I've not really been doing that many. But no, yeah. If you if you're not subscribed to well, if you're not subscribed to all three of their channels, make sure you subscribe. Luke is the broken meeple. Mark is not board gaming, and Tom Slicker Drips does does lots of plays. Slicker Drips. Slicker Drips. Isn't it? I don't know if I'm just seeing it back to front. It's just you that's seeing it back to front. Discord right. will reverse yeah, your yeah, video. Yep. That's all right, then. It's We're correct, fine. yeah. <laughs> uh, right, my highlights. Where do you want me to start? I've got a big list. <laughs> the first one I'm going to mention, and this actually goes back to September of 2020. In September 2020, I my frustration about not being able to play games as much as I wanted to reached reached the point where I said I've got to do something about this and I decided that I was going to take January 2021 off work um, so I basically cancelled all of my planned work or delayed it and I did no paid work in 2021 and the idea was that I would solve my frustration situation by playing some of the games that I've been wanting to play specifically there was three of them there was the Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle-earth campaign uh, the initial base campaign that comes with the first box. There was the Maracaibo campaign, and there was the Pathfinder Adventure card game, The Dragon's Demand. Now, I didn't get them all done in January. I was still doing them, I think, in April or May. But one of the highlights for me of the year was the fact that I have now played the entire of the Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle-earth campaign, the entire of the Maracaibo campaign, and the entire of the Pathfinder Adventure card game, Dragon's Demand. That was... About, I don't know, Lord of the Rings was probably about 14 or 15 videos. Maracaibo was, I think, was 12. Dragon's Demand was 9. So what's that? 36 videos? 36 live streams? Just for those three games. It was a lot of videos. And if you're interested, all of those videos are on my channel. But I'm really glad I did it. Because those three games were ones which I enjoy these games. And they've got a campaign. But I just don't seem to find the time to do them. And I made time... And I'm and I'm really glad I, I'm got I got them done. How do you three fit on campaign games? Have you done any of them to completion? 
certainly more of them have turned up i mean we've got the lcgs like arkham horror and that which have certainly had those i'm up to date with them although i've got edge of the earth on the table it's unboxed i still haven't had a chance to even start it yet yeah (laughs) so that's going to take me a while Um, i haven't finished role player adventures but i'm slowly but surely getting through there i think when when we were obviously when we were able to go back to work it got a bit harder to do some of them but when lockdowns happened and right you didn't have to go into work it did turn into that thing of right which game have i not played in a while oh that whole tainted grail frost campaign i'll mm-hmm. go do go do that now sleeping gods i'll go play through the entirety of that so you know certainly some benefits to lockdown happen you can play more of your games right and mark how are you with campaign games that's all he ever plays <laughs> <laughs> is mark with us he did say in the chat that his internet's frozen so it might, oh, right. well, okay. it might right. not quite be back yet now Tom yeah, he's, he's, he's in grumpy cat mode oh right okay are you back with us Mark I'm back with you can you right, hear me okay yes <laughs> talking about campaign games how do you get on with them I've had too many <laughs> yeah I'm nowhere near finished at the moment so you know I'm, I'm putting Gloomhaven to one side because I don't really enjoy Gloomhaven but right. things like Midara which you know I'm thoroughly enjoying but haven't played nowhere near enough of Midara uh, right. as of yet um which is a kind of 90-set one. I like the idea of, kind of devoting to them. I just don't have the time to devote to them. Right. And, Tom, you're doing role-player adventures at the moment, aren't you? Like, yeah, once or twice a week? Well, hmm. yeah, this, this can cut into one of my highlights of the year. Like, I haven't really been anywhere, but we have been like with our friends gaming again that we weren't last year, and we did a lot of campaign gaming that we didn't really stream yeah all of but like we played all the way through sleeping gods and i did a bit of that streamed as well we've played almost all the way through the new descent and i didn't stream any of that we've been streaming role player adventures as you say rach has been on those i think we're about 70 percent through that okay that's been that's been really fun like as you say like you did in january like it's been fun having a series as well rather than just do a video on a game and move on to the next one which i still need to do because there's mountains of things to do Mm -hmm. but it's nice to be returning to something that you know how to play and that hopefully people watching have seen like the other episodes and you don't need to start from scratch every time yeah. and seeing like the weird things that are happening in our bizarre kind of evil, maybe not evil characters. Right. Like, in that. But Madara as well. Yeah, Mark remind me, reminded me of Madara that we, we played it when it came out, but the first chapter, which doesn't sound like a lot, but a chapter of Madara is... Is apparently a like a chunk of time. Game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, there's like, uh, I say this is a great thing about it, with because there's like an audiobook for the story. Sometimes those story bits are like 20 minutes long. Oh, wow. Okay. They're great. <laughs> if you enjoy Madara, that's a huge plus. But I can see for some people, that's how, that would be a massive negative. But yeah, yeah we, we played through the, we started again, because it had been a couple of years, and got to the exact same point, and then other things came out, and we've stopped again. Which yeah. so we're kind of in the exact same position we were in before, and like an update pack's come out for it now, so we'll probably. I don't know if you can carry on with that, or you have to start again because everything's changed. But maybe we'll play through the the entire first chapter again in another couple of years, and right. just keep just keep cycling through the beginning of it. Yeah, Madara is one of those games that keeps being mentioned to me that I'm pretty sure I will enjoy. It's yeah, just... it is great. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, it's a huge table hog as well, though. It's, it takes up a lot of table real estate, yeah. Madara. Right. Yeah. It's it has to just sit it's out. Put out. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, that's one of the things I've probably not played as many different games as I normally do in a year because, mm-hmm. like, generally go over to our friends to play games 
we're not playing something new for these chunks of time because we're like however many times it took to play Sleeping Gods and however many sessions it was for Descents. Like they've been great, and yeah. that, that's been good for them as well. That like it, you can understand that. Like I'm doing the videos and stuff, and I'm doing all of the new stuff and learning all of the games. Everyone wants to do that all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's nice for them like to not have to be presented with a big dry heavy euro every yeah. week. <laughs> cool. Right, Luke, moving on, your next highlight. Either that, we got the games, where is it? Ah. I'm oh, just going to pick He's got props. I got, I got, oh yeah, that's why I ran out earlier. It's like showing down. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not picking up both boxes because it's too heavy in that. But anybody who's like watched me showing it knows that I've been going crazy about Spirit Island lately. So <laughs> it has been somewhat of a favorite game of mine. But it's not just simply, oh, I've played a game and it's suddenly become a favorite. It's now... When I first started properly doing board gaming, there was that thing of discovery. You know, here's a bunch of new games. You've never kind of seen it before. And you get that buzz from them. Uh Spirit Island was one where three odd years ago, somebody taught me it very badly. (laughs) Didn't go too well. Three and a half hours later from a free player game. But I saw potential, but I was still slightly put off it. Cut to three years later (laughs) when some friends of mine actually finally taught me it properly enjoyed it finally saw what it was grabbed a copy played it some more reviewed it greater than games then sent me the rest and i just went completely bonkers with it but it wasn't just simply oh here's a game i now really enjoy solo or multiplayer it's the fact that it it kind of brought back that feeling of i've just discovered another new game properly yeah because we get a lot of games of thousands of games every year and you find a half decent one every now and again it's like okay cool that's another decent one this one felt more like six, seven years ago, f- first discovering like a you know how yeah. good games can get, and yeah, no Spirit Island is not for everybody. I know that, but for it to just suddenly be like, God, three years I sat on this without actually finding out I could have been playing this for the last three years. Right. And so now it, it's, it's like... <laughs> it, it, not counting the game that you sort of played three and a half years ago. Spirit Island is a is a new game to you this year. Yeah, pretty much, because yeah. it was literally just one playthrough. I'd not played any apps, not played any other type of Spirit Island game since that bad teach, Yeah, to the point where I could barely remember what happened in it. So it literally came down to two friends of mine who are bigger experts than me by far at my local Portsmouth clubs, you know, playing it. And it's like, all right, yeah, can you just teach me this thing properly? And then suddenly enlightened. Yeah, yeah. And Spirit Island is is, is one of my favourites, I think. I mean, somebody said on... Was it the live Q&A earlier this week? I think it was. Somebody said, what's your favourite two-player cooperative game? Spirit Island. No Mm. question. And people were like, well, well, hang on a minute. Mage Knight's your number one favourite game of all time. Why are you not saying Mage Knight? I'm like... Because you don't play Mage Knight with more than one player. (laughs) Well, well, no, you you can. And two-player Mage Knight is fine. But it's because Mage Knight has so many different ways to play it. Spirit Island, two-player cooperative, that is the best in in that category. Absolutely. But we had... But well, we had fun when we did our digital play. That was the best Spirit Island game I played. That was fantastic. <laughs> it was it was really really good. And um, yeah, more more of them, please. I think I think everybody who watched that has has been called asking for more of them. Well, so. you know where I am, so <laughs> I, I know where you are, and we've both got the app, and it's 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 just it's making the time to do it. So yeah, Spirit Island. Okay. I'm glad you, I'm glad you discovered that one because my first game of Spirit Island was such a terrible experience for many reasons. Um, one thing that I like to do whenever I get a new game is that I like to find some friends who are more than happy to learn the game from the rulebook and we sit down one night and we try and play the game from the rulebook and it's a shared experience 
and it generally works out well. With Spirit Island, it didn't work out well. Um, four-player Spirit Island... Well, I, I know some people that play Spirit Island four players, but to be honest, mm. I would never want to play Spirit Island four-player. Um, I've done it w once or twice ugh. with people I trust. Exactly, that was exactly. Right, yeah. <laughs> four players learning the game from scratch and learning from the rulebook, and the rulebook is not that great. Mm. Um, basically, three and a half hours later, we were about a third of the way through the game, and it caused a falling out between two friends of mine because... Two of them were, were playing it so slowly that the other one just got fed up and there was a big falling out and then that was it. And it was like, oh, that's the game. So my initial impression, and that wasn't because of a bad teach from somebody else, is just because of, of that first game experience. But I went away and I was like, I think there's a really good game in here. I just think with four of us, it was probably a bit too much. And then I went mm. back to basics and I tried it at, at two player and three player. And yeah, it, it's now my probably my favorite favorite cooperative game. So. Well, that was kind of the thing, because ever since then, you kept hearing about it on top 10 solo mm -hmm. games list or two players. And it's like, well, I played it with three. Was that the mistake? <laughs> it's like, fine, let me go get it and I'll play it by myself then. Yeah. It yeah. took convincing after the first teach was like to actually go, yeah, well, hang on, I should actually play this with other people occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mark, have you got another highlight? Yeah, I think it's possibly the uh, the first game that arrived for me that I backed in. Uh, so uh, the first Kickstarter arrival of 2020. Right. And that's a melding of two of my great uh, favourites, if you like. So you've got Vital Lucerda, uh, yeah, and you've got David Turchi as well, and you've got Kanban EV, which yeah. for me, you know, I love the Vital Lucerda games. Obviously, I love the rule books more than the games, Paul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the Vital Lucerda games, uh, but some of the earlier this year some of the solo modes can be a little bit um uh not as good as, uh, as they could be but this kind of yeah. melding of turksy and vital asserta for kanban ev and suddenly you've got a solo vital asserta game that moved to the top of my list for me and kanban ev is just one of those games that repeatedly hits my table throughout right. this year uh and i just think that the solo mode is absolutely fantastic and obviously they're doing weather well, they've done weather machine together as well yeah. and i think uh there's a couple of others coming out from vehicle you've got bot factory and uh, the one you announced this, this this week, which was this week. the inventions or the yep. something like that, those lines, yeah. And I'm I'm hoping Derek Turchi is involved for those as well. But Campanini for me, uh, a stellar mm. and a stellar solo. Yeah, no, it is a it is a good solo mode. And speaking to other fans of Vittles games, the Kanban EV solo mode does seem to get um, a lot of praise as, as potentially being the best solo mode for a Vittle Lacerda game. And um, yeah. I've done it on a stream and it, it was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very yeah. much enjoyed it. We Tom, agree. You, we get, we get you, bored about that on a vid. You've doubled with some of uh, Vittles' solo modes, haven't you? All of the Kanbans. Yeah, I've done all of them now, I think, yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah, Kanban's a great one. Because like, yeah. David's thing as well is always, like for your solo modes, is to try and make it feel like you are playing the normal multiplayer game against someone. Yeah. So like, you've got to be prepared to, at least in your first game, look through a few kind of priority lists. Like it's, yes. there's, a, there's a bit there's a lot of reading involved in your first mm. play yes but like as soon as you're a few rounds in you start to realize that oh well it just starts to get snappy that i don't yeah. need to know i don't need to know all this every single turn it's just you might need to know it at some point mm. and yeah it often like they they do feel like you are playing the normal game against someone and yeah i think yeah i did i did a playthrough of the solenoid of kanban i probably should have done it a few months later because i think i got sacked twice <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 there's like some peril as well 
The, yeah, in, I did yeah, in my first game. I think if you can get yeah. past the first part of the game where I think it's the first meeting or something, you, you, you yeah. chance of getting sacked, then you should be all right after that. Yeah, yeah. and it's, that's that's nice in uh, Weather Machine as well. I've, I've just played the Tabletop Simulator mod, but right. the, there's an element of you may lose the game if you don't concentrate yeah. on these things. Yeah. Like it, it's not just about beating the score in the end. Yeah. yeah. Kanban's one of my favorite games anyway. So yeah. like just in its original edition and like a, a there was like a fan made solo mode that was just yeah. like roll yeah. roll dice and take things away that worked great. Mm. But yeah, with the cool. EV production and stuff, it's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Right, Tom, you got another highlight of the year? Yeah. Well, yes. We haven't played it like enough times yet, but one that I'd kind of had at the back of my mind for years was Detective City of Angels, mm-hmm. like a, a detective game where, like the the kind of key thing is somebody plays as the the bad guys, and like the detectives are all playing around. You're supposed to play it competitively, but we just played it where we're all cooperative. Yeah, and like so, you ask the a player at your table like is playing those criminals and decides whether to lie or not for you. And it's just been a massive laugh playing through these these stories that are like they're good little detective stories in the they build up in difficulty as well. So I think we've only just been getting to the medium ones so far. But it's great having like that person there kind of game master in it, deciding whether to like deciding how well you're doing at the mystery and whether to throw you some curveballs and try and throw you off the scent. Or seeing that you're floundering and that they need to help you out a little bit they need to throw you a bone because you're just going to completely waste your time like it works really well it's one that like it's it's a fairly expensive game so it's one that had kind of been on like the back burner on a list of one day i'll get one of these and like finally we got it this year and it's been it's been great Ra- rach is a great chisel they're called the boys yeah, right. the bad guys. Yeah. rach is a rach is a great chisel cool so yeah I, the, the game i have been told about this game constantly by multiple people for over for about three years now it definitely sounds like the kind of game that i'd love playing and every time this game gets mentioned i tell a story so apologies for those people who've heard this story multiple times before but there's a local friend of mine called steve manser who has this game and he's a big fan of this game and he said he promised me he was going to come round to our house and teach me and vicky how to play this game in march 2020 and then he made some excuse that there was something going on in the world and he wasn't able to come round. And he's still not been round and he's still not taught us how to play this game. Um, so I've just made a note to message Steve. One, wish him Happy New Year. And two, ask him when he's coming round to teach us how to play Detective City of Angels. Um, yeah, literally March 2020, mm. when I got back from the Czech Republic, Steve was going to come round. We had a weekend planned and he was going to come and show us the game because me and Vicky love these detective style games. And as I say, so many people that I know. Guy Allen ran a game of it at GridCon. Uh, I remember the last time I was at Tabletop Gaming Live in London, walking past a table that was playing it, and somebody there recognised me and said, oh, Paul, you'd love this game. Try it. I just keep hearing about this game from, mm. from everywhere. So, you, yeah, can't you've, wait to try it. You've got to get, you've got to get that teach in the group, because I, I think I grabbed it at one point, tried it solo, but then sold it afterwards. But you, everybody says you've got to play it. Chisel with three other players so you yeah. need that group you yeah. need that devoted chisel player and i don't think i was prepared to be that devout chisel player yeah. <laughs> like every single yeah. time it's like at some point i want to figure out these cases so it it's a bit like root in that sense you need that or oath you need that group right and so if steve's going to come around and teach you it wait for that <laughs> right 
Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the solo is okay, but like, yeah, it is all about the the multiplayer mm. and the chisel and stuff. Because you, you yeah. do like a, a paragraph book if you're playing it solo or like a hundred percent co-op. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's cool, but like, mm. so like if if you play it solo as well, you still can play it, but you're gonna have to be the chisel because the yeah. chisel mm. the chisel gets to know the solution right from the start to know. Oh, yeah how to guide people when guy was explaining it to me at gridcon he ran a scenario which he'd already played before so once you've played a scenario you can't play it again yeah. uh but he was effectively gming that for other players and he said look there is a there is a competitive mode he says but i'm just trying to host the game to make sure everybody's enjoying it yeah no, and it was the... like oh right okay so that's the, that's the feeling that i like about it as well because there, there yeah. is like a, a fully I don't know if the Chisel's ever meant to try and win in the competitive right. mode, but the, the detectives are playing mm. against each other and have kind of hidden information. And I think right. you can pay other players money to try and see what they've got. Okay. But yeah. you, you, can just, you can just play it where you're all just sharing information and working together against mm. the Chisel player. Which... Right. I don't think the Chisel tries to win per se, just tries to make life harder, but it's whether the uh, yeah. the other players are playing cooperative or competitive. Right. Yeah. I think maybe that can vary. I yeah, okay. I think maybe, I maybe in the competitive mode, the chisel's trying to balance, like, they see a player's doing really well and try and throw that player off right. and try and okay. help other players rather than you as a, as a whole. Mm. It's a right. detective RPG. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it sounds exactly like the kind of thing I'll play. And as I say, I have made a note to send Steve Mantra a message. Right. <laughs> My next... Oh, which one should I do next? Um, yeah, we too got many two, bones. Got yeah, I've got, I've got loads. I, I mean, too, too many bones... In a similar line to what I was saying about campaign games, Too Many Bones is one of those games which I had in my collection and I'd played it and the amount of effort that you have to put in to actually play it was quite a lot. And then six months would go by or three or four months would go by and I'd forget it all. And then I'd play it again. I'm like, oh, I think there's a good game in here. And I remember one bit from last time, but I'm effectively starting again. And that was my life for about two years. So this year I decided... I am going to play Too Many Bones once a month, every month, and I'm going to get to grips with it. Now, I didn't manage to keep that promise. I did, I think I did the first eight months, and in fact, a couple of those months I actually did it twice. So this year, I've done about 10 live streams of Too Many Bones. And mission accomplished, because the first one was learning again, then the second one was still, oh, and, and every time I played it, it was like, okay, I, I've got the rules now, I'm getting the rules now. And then I was actually able to start appreciating the game for what it is. Um, it required uh, a, that amount of investment in terms of time and effort to learn mm. how to play it before you can then actually start getting to grips with it. Um, yeah. And the last five or six streams I did of it were all just, this is really good. Because I was comfortable with the rules, mostly. Um, and yeah, just able to enjoy it. And it's just a shame that... Yeah, Q, Q4 for me like this year didn't actually go... Yeah, a lot of things went wrong, and Too Many Bones, unfortunately, is one of those things. So I will hopefully be getting back to it next year because there's still loads of content that I want to play. Now, yeah. Mark, you've played a lot of Too Many Bones. Is what I said about the learning curve fair? Absolutely, and it is one okay. of those games that you do have to revisit and revisit and revisit, mm -hmm. and not mind if you're playing some of the rules slightly incorrectly as well, and I think that's a key thing. Now, I, I think the later iterations of the rule books, and I think they're going through further yeah. stuff on the new Kickstarter, they're going to be clearer, and there are yeah. plenty of videos out like yourself, uh, like um, uh, Liz Davidson over at Beyond Solitaire yeah. as well, where TMB is a true focus for them, but it's one of those games where, you know, if you enjoy the core experience, that's a key thing, it's not for everybody, Luke is you know, it wasn't one of Luke's favourite games, I know that. 
the core experience the more you put into it the more you get back out of it as yeah. well so you know it, it's right up there i think outside of kind of kingdom death monster which will always be my favorite uh my favorite solo game uh the next one is going to be too many right love getting back on the table time and time again yeah cool right luke back to you for your next highlight we had to do three. We had about. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got ten. I mean, I, I'm happy to carry on with mine if you want. <laughs> Story time with Grogan and that. Nah, it's. Uh, try, try to think. I don't want to be boring and just say like my favorite game of 2021 or something. We'll come on to that I mean, later. Yeah, we'll come on to that later. <laughs> that. Um, we'll go. We'll go with like an acquisition disorder yes. type thing because I I can't reach. I'm not going to reach over it and grab it for the okay. show tell because it would be I'd probably destroy half my table in the process. But yeah, we. You get something from Kickstarter, you get something in the post, you think, oh, this giant box, you can't wait to unbox it, but you know it's coming, you, you backed it after all. Going to GridCon for the past year and a half, because Sentinels of the Multiverse has been one of my favorite games, yeah. everybody has been, from especially from the States, has been banging on at me to play a game called Street Masters. They said, Lou, if you like Sentinels, you're going to like Street Masters. It's that similar vein, which is essentially to summarize a cooperative tactical skirmish game that plays on all the streets of rage tekken street fighter 80s okay. type um so Beat all the computer games yeah all the characters are kind of parodies of that i mean there's even a giant panda you can have you know it's, there's some guy villain who's a bit like blanca from street fighters it's stuff yeah. like that but everyone banged on about it finally in gridcon somebody was kind enough to teach me at two player Yep. Instantly fell in love with it after about turn three. Okay. <laughs> like I literally got what the game was going for at that point. But thought, oh great. So I can't get this game anywhere. I can you know, it was out of stock in the States. I just missed a recent Kickstarter, no problem. Until somebody on Facebook after I kept going on about it said, All right, I'm selling all my stuff, everything up to the recent things. You know, can you get to Northampton? No, but my friends can. So sent them up. They bought it back. <laughs> they were going up there anyway. It's not like I said. Oh, right, there. okay. But they they had reasons to go there. I just enlisted their services as a courier. But and now I've got this massive cube over there with another box, like the big aftershock box. It took me several hours to unbox and unwrap wow. and sleeve the stuff because because he hadn't even unwrapped everything. Oh right, Some of it okay. Still in shrink. Some of the stretch goals. But it's like no, I want everything in there perfect. I must have spent half a day with the thing, getting it sorted. And now I finally have it, and it's just like, yes! It's almost a bit like Spirit Island-esque. In right. That, right, now I've discovered this game that everyone's been banging on at me forever. Finally, I've got it. I know they're right. I know it's good fun. But it's better grabbing something like that than any other Kickstarter, because I didn't expect to. Right. Yeah. It, was, it was like, this is my Christmas present. Yeah. You know, I was ready to splash out on this. It's now or never, otherwise i got to wait a year and a half or something, maybe for the next blacklist games kickstarter right you know which may never turn up and it was just a case of get it now yeah, <laughs> yeah. cool so keeping on the theme of your most enjoyable acquisition of this year mark yeah for me it's got to be we all have great great games of course uh and i managed to secure a couple of mine this year one of them i've not got to the table yet because it's got an 88 page rule book and that. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's kind of 30 40 years old and at some point when i get time off work uh and i've got time to devote to that then maybe i'll learn that but the other one uh which i was hunting down for a long time and managed to eventually get it at a price i was happy at pay paying is camp grizzly um 
Now, you know, the solo game is okay, uh, but my wife absolutely adores playing Camp Grizzly. Okay. Is it is it worth the mega bucks uh, that you know you see it going for on eBay? No. Bide your time. Uh, sooner or later, you should be able to get it at a price that's good for you. Now, since then, I only got the base game because all of the um, the various expansions that were released are pretty much like rocking horse poo. Um, but there is a place online uh, where they print the cards out for you for all the expansions as well. And the people that created the uh, pewter minis for it, you can still buy them separately. So bought the base game and then I've managed to acquire everything for all the expansions by searching all over the internet to find them. Right. So, yeah, I love Camp Grizzly, but play it with more than one person. Um, you know, play it with others and you get a lot of fun out of that. Okay. I've not heard of the game before. Right. There you go. It was right a, now. It was, it was a Kickstarter, I think, about 10 years ago, uh, delivered, um, and since then, the uh, publishers just went into kind of into the abyss, uh, right. and it's just become this massive grail game for a lot of people. Right. Cool. Okay, Tom, your best acquisition of the year, whether that be a publisher has sent you a free copy of a game or what, whatever. What game are you most happy that you've got? It might be Uthia. Right. Like in terms of extravagance. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a big box as well. Like in 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 the best possible way, it is like probably the most excessive box that I have yeah. now. And yeah. like it is I don't know, two gloom havens or something. Like stacked on top of each other. Just packed like it's a adventure game. You can see yeah, I did a playthrough for it. I, tr I can't. Re it's gotten to the point where I don't remember what games I've done videos for. You've yeah, definitely done UTV. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I did it. But yeah, a great big exploration game that's got probably every conceivable possibility and combination of items and tiles and stuff. So the box yeah. is overflowing with all of stuff. these possibilities. Yeah, like yeah. it's. I don't think I've had like a two plus hour, you know, opening punching out a game since gloomhaven really right and yeah, yeah youthia there's a lot of stuff in there everywhere yeah it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's so lavish and lovely yeah yeah I thought... so one of my yeah. acquisitions of this year that made me very happy uh is concordia now concordia is one of those games which when people found out that concordia was not in my collection people were unfriending me on facebook um because I might be joking, but Concordia is a game yeah, which, which I, I know, I know let, let's just, let's just mute Luke for a minute. Um, <laughs> Concordia is a fantastic game. It, I think it's a brilliant game. I think it's a genius design and I don't have a copy of Concordia. Now there are reasons why I don't have a copy of it. Um, it's because a lot of local friends have a copy of it. Um, and yeah, I just never ended up with a copy of it. And now I have, I've gone from owning none of Concordia to owning all of Concordia. So I've now got the entire Concordia collection, all the maps, all the expansions, including the latest uh, solitaire mode. And that makes me very happy because I felt that there was something missing in my life. There's still other things missing, but Concordia being missing was one of them. And now that that is no longer missing. So I'm very happy to have, to have got that now. Uh, and I've done a solo playthrough, as has Tom. The big difference with mine is that mine contains a setup error, which I got wrong. Which I don't think yours did, Tom. <laughs> no, I chose not to put a set of error in it. Yeah, I, I deliberately put it in there just just to keep the audience to make your uh, video more collectible. That that's it. That's it. So when you do the setup for the solo mode, the solo player once you've put out the seven cards on display, the solo player is supposed to get 
is it the left hand? Yeah, like the, the first. Yeah, what are they? They are yeah. I didn't do that. Cards. I didn't do that. He didn't start with one of those, <laughs> so it's like, oops. But yeah, solitaire mode is 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 really good. Really good. Yeah, really solitaire is that. amazing. Have you have you yeah. played the co-op of it yet? I haven't. No, and I haven't That's played what Venus. Started with. Yeah, haven't played Venus either yet. We we, we never played it in um, team mode because ge right. generally, especially when Venus came out, we were mainly just playing it two players. I think yeah. I'm I'm still on a quest to convince our group to play Concordia. Like right, and I know from several game groups that from the look of it, it's it's hard to convince people to play it sometimes. Yeah, it's it's not as boring as it looks. I promise. No, the but, game. Is, I mean, yeah, it's it's trading trading in the Mediterranean. Yeah. It is moving oh. things around, collecting resources. Yeah. Spending them to build buildings. It's the most driest, yeah. boring game ever. Yeah. But it, Con it's because Con it's so elegant. Yeah. Concordia would be like the entry in the board gaming dictionary for like trading in the Mediterranean. Yes. It's just Concordia. Mm. That is. Yeah. It's the ultimate one. But yeah, cool. I, I did a similar thing of loving Solitaria and then seeing that I've got a couple of maps, but I haven't got all of these ones that people say are the best for two players. And yeah, right. I've, just, I've just hoovered up all of the. Yeah other maps and things there's some kind of fish market expansion there is i don't know what that involves yeah yeah and like solitaria supports all of that as well i know it's it? really really good because yeah you can play any map in any combination with with the fish yeah. market or with the tribune car or not the tribune cars the um the forum cars the tiles yeah. or whatever and solitaria takes takes all of that into account so excellent right who wants to go next with another highlight of the year anybody got anything else right. I've got one that's just arrived. I'll just arrived, literally just there. arrived. Yeah. <laughs> arrived this morning. So yeah. It's uh, it arrived when we did the technical. So Nemesis lockdown. Now Nemesis is um, kind of in my top three solo games of all time. So right. I'm really looking forward to having the time over the next couple of days. Um, once I've built some flat pack furniture, which I've got to build. Um, what to store uh, that? No, no, <laughs> unfortunately not. It'll be far more mundane for the bedroom. Um, but yeah, once I've, once I've done that, um, I'm looking forward to kind of unboxing Nemesis Lockdown. I love Nemesis. Um, right. I just think it's an awesome game. I know it's not for everybody, and a lot of people don't like the solo ex or, or not a lot of people. Some people don't like the solo experience. For me, it evokes everything about the Alien film almost perfectly. So Nemesis Lockdown been on my radar for a long time. It's arrived today. It's still in the main packaging, so that is going to be a future highlight, if you like. Like. Yeah. Well, Nemesis well, is one of those games which I think Luke was the first person I knew that played it. And you played you played it at Handycon. Was it a prototype? I played it a prototype at Handycon and I have played it with friends. A friend of mine had it and we've played it multiplayer. Yeah. And it's always been similar to what Mark said. It perfectly represents that theme. It's always had a barrel of laughs. It's just always been far too long. Yeah. But mainly I blame that on one certain player being stupidly AP prone. Right. But the thing is, I've got the entire lot because I decided for reasons to back the entire lot on Kickstarter. <laughs> so my lockdown will hopefully arrive in the next couple of days at this rate if he's got it. But also, I have yet to get it off my shelf and actually learn the solo rules and play it because my gamble is that I'm going to play it solo and then be a bit like with Spirit Island. Like, oh, yeah, it was just, the, you know, that was just not the way to play Nemesis. This is the way to play Nemesis. Right, okay. And I'm hoping it's going to blow my mind because it should because I love the Alien films and that. Well, yeah, well the I mean, first two anyway. But <laughs> I, I love the Alien films, but a, a game which can be overly long with mm. people screwing each other over and hidden objectives and possibly traitors and things like this. That's not in my wheelhouse. That's completely mm. outside of my wheelhouse. <coughs> I wasn't aware of the solo mode for yeah. Nemesis. 
And there's a co-op mode as well, so you can play with others without exactly. each other over. Yeah. And there was a yeah. discussion that I was having with my... Because I'm working with Awakened Realms at the moment on ISS yeah. Vanguard. And there was a discussion in the middle of our rulebook um, work that we were doing where they went, you don't have a copy of Nemesis? And I went, no. And they went, oh, we'll have to send you one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right. back to that conversation and uh, I might copy and paste it to them and say, one, <laughs> happy new year. Two, can you send me a copy of Nemesis so that I can try the yeah. solo mode? And three, so, where's my teaching of detective? I'm like, just going to build up this massive. No, 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 that's a different. No, that's that's a different person. I'm not going to get the two mixed up. Dear Steve, yeah, make it the same person. Just ask everybody. I'll ask everybody. Yeah, I'll ask everybody. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got different ideas, like particularly with the chat. Like, is it better co-op, better competitive, better solo? Hard to say. I mean, I would still play it multiplayer even after those slow games because some of the most hilarious moments in gaming have come from right. things that have just gone hilariously bad at the end of a game, like being cocky in that i've survived we're going to the planet i want in the sleeping pod all is well i'm like waving at the alien queen as it's looking at me all for the self-destruct mechanisms then go okay. off it's like oh it's like, you know stuff like that happens but i know it's going to be one of those things where, right i need to set this day aside to get the entire nemesis out yeah. and learn those solo rules because i know it's going to be an investment but yeah, i'm going to admit i don't play it true solo i have played it true solo but i will always play it with two characters uh, right. as a all oh, right game. yeah yeah all right noted i mean I've, okay it's got it's got the folded space in there at least it should yeah. be easy to set up if nothing else yeah cool tom another highlight from you highlights I've run out of highlights, Paul. Okay, right. Back to I, me. By Natri. I'll, by yeah, I'll, I'll, nominate, I'll, nominate one of you, I'll nominate you, Paul. Right, okay. Other things that have well. been good I'm this year. Time with Paul. <laughs> Other things that have been good this year. In January of this year, I did the first video in what was a series of top 10 videos, of which I think there was only three in the end, or maybe four, uh, where my Patreon supporters... I, I picked a topic, and then my Patreon supporters voted on what top 10 games they thought should be in that category, and then I did a video where I talked about those top 10 games and gave my opinions. And the first episode in the series, if you want to go and watch it now, it was released in January of this year. It was with Paul uh, Fronsoff Harris of Handicon fame and games designer. He's the designer of Scrumpy. Um, and we talked about the top 10 games, the best games of all time. And Terraforming Mars was on that list. Unsurprisingly, I knew Terraforming Mars would be on that list because it is really, really popular. And in that video that I did in January, I said, yeah, Terraforming Mars, I've played it a few times. It's okay. It's a bit overrated. I don't get it. And by the end of January, I was like, Terraforming Mars is an absolutely fantastic game and well-deserving to be in a top 10. I have grown this year to love Terraforming Mars to the point where I'm like, I watched that video back from January and I'm like, oh, can I undo this? Can I, can I, <laughs> can I go back on what I said? Because that's the way I felt at the time. But it was only after I'd basically played it more that I realised this is actually a really, really good game. And I'm really happy that I've played it enough times now, both uh, the physical version, but mainly on the app and mainly on a slightly not kosher website, which is fantastic, um, that I have basically gained the appreciation for the game that I think everybody else had that I just didn't see before. And I've now played Terraforming Mars this year probably 25, 30 times, and I've loved every single game of it. Except the app is fantastic, but the app multiplayer AI is awful, 
Ooh. I could beat it with my eyes closed mm. on the hard difficulty level, and I'm not that good mm. a player. But otherwise, the app is fantastic for multiplayer. So yeah, Terraforming Mars, I've, I've discovered it. I don't know how you mm. three feel about Terraforming Mars. I've, I've, warmed right. up, I've warmed up to it more, I must admit. I mean, when it first came out, I know I hated it quite a bit. But then right. as time goes on, I've sort of gone, okay, I find it fine. You know, uh -huh. I still don't love it, but, you know, I can happily sit down and play it. I think Prelude was kind of like the precursor to that, though. It's yeah. like I needed the game to be shorter, and Prelude did that. Yeah. It gave me a bit of differentiation. It cut the game length by about 15 minutes or something. And then it's like, yeah, you know what? If we cap the game at three players, I've sat down and had enjoyable games of it. Right. And the, and the app is pretty decent as well. But I mean, you mentioned like going back on what you said on that thing. That just happens. I've had games I've reviewed and then a few <laughs> months later, it's like, oh, it's not as good as it used to be. I had that with yeah, Paladins yeah, yeah. and West Kingdom and stuff. It's, you know, taste can change remarkably quickly once you've either played it another 10 times or time passes yeah and yeah. one of the things which i want to do in 2022 i was going to get onto this later but i'm going to jump ahead i'm planning to do a terraforming mars day here at gaming rules hq where we basically spend all day play playing terraforming mars but with three maps at the same time so it's actually terraforming mars is where we've got three maps we've got the main uh, the, for the base game we've got hellas and we have elysium all on the table all at the same time and we play one big game where we have to terraform all three maps that's that's what i'm planning to do no Absolutely. way home to no way home to terraforming mars in the multiverse how's it, that it, supposed it, to be it will, it will take all day to play but it yeah it'll be fantastic so yeah i've discovered terraforming mars um other things on my list this year has been a good year for online gaming and i've got specifically Board Game Arena has, this year, started putting some really, really big, good games on online. Now, I don't know if that's anything to do with the Asmodee purchase of Board Game Arena. As, as somebody who plays games on Board Game Arena, I just mm. think it's fantastic that more and more games are being added um, to be able to play online. I mean, Tapestry's on there recently. Feast for Odin is on there recently, but every few weeks I look on there and it's like, mm. oh, another new game on Board Game Arena. So yeah, Board Game Arena and, has been great. And yet still no Seven Wonders expansions. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Uh, that keeps driving me nuts because that's the most played game <laughs> on BGA for me and some friends and they still haven't put any expansions on it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, what else have I got written down on here? Star Wars Day. So on May the 4th, well, it was supposed to be May the 4th, but it, I don't think it was May the 4th because of lockdown, so we delayed it. Um, but this was actually something else that was planned for 2020 and didn't happen because of COVID. Um, and then it didn't happen on May the 4th this year because of COVID. Um, but then eventually, and I can't remember exactly when we did it, but Rick came over and we had Star Wars Day. Now, that was good for a couple of reasons. We played Imperial Assault all day. And Imperial Assault is a game that me and Rick have been wanting to play together for about two years. Uh, Rick's been painting all of the miniatures for it. Uh, Vicky excelled herself. She made, um, well, we made pizzas that looked like Death Stars. We made little mushrooms that looked like Stormtroopers. Uh, she made um, gingerbread men that looked like Wookiees. And we really just made a full day of it. Um, it was just a really good day and it was a nice thing to do. Um, and enough people have said that they enjoyed it that we kind of want to continue it. So assuming things are okay, then on May the 4th next year, Rick will come over again and we'll have another Star Wars day. What we play, whether it'll be Imperial Assault or whether we just play other Star Wars games, I, I don't know. But yeah. I want the gingerbread Wookiee now. 
<laughs> oh, they were really, really nice. So, I love uh, gingerbread. One, one, another couple of things on like. Go on. One more highlight from me. Go on, if that's Mark. Okay. And, and on the back of all the cons that we mentioned, and uh, and uh, yeah, I just want to say that GridCon was just absolutely fantastic, Paul. And I don't know if cool. many people um, uh, kind of said this on a public forum. Thank you so much much for organizing five days of continuous training basically to people <laughs> it was a tremendous experience at the tail end of the year back in, you know kind of four weeks ago whenever it was yeah. just a great time for people to get together stay in one place and play board games from morning till night and in luke's case with the arkham uh, arkham horror lcg game into the early <laughs> hours of the morning as well hey, so, hey. thank you very much <laughs> Last man standing. Right? <laughs> it was a cracking, cracking, cracking time, Gridcon. I can't wait for it to happen again. If it's, uh, you know, if it's going to be on again. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Make sure you send that check express mail. All right. Yeah. Other okay. things. Now, now, yeah. Go other on. things. Right. Let me. I say I've got. I, I lied got? about only having two. I've got a, a whole booklet of uh, highlights here. I'll just oh right. Okay. Page seventeen. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've not got many left. That. So another one. Lost Ruins of Arnak. Now, the reason mm -hmm. why this is one of my highlights, because the game, the base game came out in 2020, but it was this year where everybody started to take notice of it and it started appearing on people's... I mean, it, it did appear on people's top 10 games of, of last year, but I think this was the year where people started realising, oh, this is actually a really, really good game. And the reason why it's one of my highlights is because I know the designers. And I first played a mm -hmm. prototype of this three years before it came out with little bits of Lego that they'd borrowed from their kids um now i i had almost nothing to do with the development of this game if any i can't even remember i probably played a couple of games of it but i don't i don't feel that i was involved in it as a developer but the fact that i know both the designers they're a lovely couple and it's just really nice to see that their first game that they designed together well the first game that they designed that actually got published has been so popular and cg did a really good job of of the production of it and as i say even though i wasn't involved in it knowing the people who were involved in it and the amount of work that went into it to see it getting all of that praise from the board gaming community and and content creators was was really nice to see so yeah that was good you um, would have liked the club event last night or sorry there was two we had dual arnak nice because we we turned up mate wanted to play it with the expansion i was like all right yeah i can teach that then suddenly mm -hmm. everybody turned up and was like oh yeah can we jump in yarn because i get like, four players i can't do everyone second game. play the game first but well that was the same we there was one in their library we had ricky's copy and so we set we squeezed it onto my table at the cafe <laughs> because i've got like a massive one there and half the table with one arnak half the table with the other except their half was the base game only because they'd never played it before. Right. Our half was the one with the expansion because we had played it before and they basically had to teach the game twice. Right. Well, <laughs> thank you very much. But worth it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for that. Um, other things, Jaffa Joe Nuts appeared this year, not gaming related, um, but they're fantastic. If you've never tried a Jaffa Joe Nut, you definitely should try one because they're, they're brilliant. Um, and one other thing, and this is, this is basically... Um, yeah, I, I think this is a good thing, but for those people who don't know, uh, I have advertising turned on on my channel. Advertising has been turned on now for, I don't know, a year and a half. Uh, all of my ad revenue goes to charity. Um, so thanks to people who have watched not just this video, but all of my other videos over the year, um, £4,000 has been raised for charity. Wow. Just from watching the videos. Um, 
So yeah, a big thank you to everybody for watching the videos. And if you get annoyed by the adverts that pop up in videos, then you are helping raise money for charity. So yeah, we've raised £4,000. I've got a big list somewhere of all of the, the charities that we've given to. What I basically do is um, I message my Patreon supporters every couple of months and get them to suggest charities. Uh, and then Vicky does all of the admin. So every month she gets the, the email that comes through from YouTube um, and then she apportions it out and she basically makes all of these donations. So uh, I went onto the analytics today to basically try and find out how many videos I've done this year and how many hours of videos I've done this year. And I couldn't find that information. But one thing I did find was the amount of ad revenue raised in the last 12 months. And uh, yeah, that, that made me quite happy. So that for me is a highlight. Right. We've got one person who couldn't be with us today, which is Mr. Ricky Royal from Box of Delights. I've known Ricky many, many years since he first started covering Mage Night. And although Ricky's not been able to join us, he has sent us a video. So I'm now going to play Ricky's video. I just need to remember, I've got to press these two buttons and that button, and hopefully this will work. Hi guys. Sorry I can't be with you on this New Year's Eve. And let me start by saying Happy New Year for 2022. Let's hope it's a great year. 2021 has been okay, actually. It's been okay. It's been a difficult year, particularly for production costs and um, the cost of freight going up. Things have slowed a little bit in the board game world, but there's been some wonderful highlights. For me, um, I think discovering 18xx, I played 1862 Railway Mania in the Eastern Counties. So this is my first experience of 18xx, and yeah, there's a solo mode in here. So that's what been one of my highlights of the year was, I mean, it's a beast. Oh my gosh. It's not for the faint hearted, this game, but to discover it. And, and it's one of those games that I've put on the table and just become obsessed with. And I'm thinking about it constantly. Um, it's a game I'm going to be playing more. Uh, possibly I'll show you on Box of Delights. But yeah, a challenging game, an interesting game and a wonderful solo mode. And uh, yeah, I really like what they did. So if you're curious about 18xx, didn't know what it was about, and you want to play solo. 1862, Railway Mania in the Eastern Counties is a great one. Another highlight of the year has been a Kickstarter campaign that I helped promote, which was um, Chip Theory Games, Hopla Marcus Victorum. And am I excited for this game? And it was, it, I mean, if you go watch my videos, you can see I'm excited. You can tell just from, for getting it on the table. The team have been busy developing, developing, developing. So it's going to be even better than what I showed you. But to get the opportunity to to promote that and present it and show people Hopla Marcus Victorium, what a game. I'm really excited for that next year. And another big one for me, a big part of, of 2021 for me has been working with the wonderful Whirly Geek Games, Cole and Drew Whirly, on their latest design, which was John Company 2nd Edition. I was part of the team um, honoured to be working on the solo rules and really proud of, of what we've come up with um, in John Company. It's an interesting game. It's, 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 a, a, it's very, it, I think it's going to be a little bit Marmite. People will either love it or hate it, but if you love it, and either way, it's a great contribution to, um, to the board game world because it's a very different board game experience and I think particularly for the soloist and and if you play this solo I don't think you'll have played any game like it so the the solo AI that I've developed um, combined with the mechanisms that Cole's designed is going to give you a wonderfully unique uh, solo gaming experience and I hope 
folks go and go and check it out. I'm really proud of it. And we've literally just wrapped up around Christmas on the final, you know, the last little details of its development. So really excited to to show that to you and for folks to start playing it. So that's been 2021 for me. Um, again, sorry I've missed you, and, and it's been great chatting with you all over the year, and, and I look forward to a wonderful 2022, and perhaps see you then. Bye for now, guys. Right, there you go. Thanks uh, thanks very much to Ricky for joining us. So Ricky has joined the cult of 18xx, and we'll never see him again. <laughs> that seems to be what happens <laughs> to my friends that get into 18xx games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They disappear um, and are never seen. It's like yeah. an Arkham story. <laughs> he also <laughs> talked about Hoplomarchus. Now, yeah. Mark, am I, am I right in thinking that me and you are both looking forward to Hoplomarchus next year? Absolutely. I previewed it on Tabletop Simulator yeah. uh, for the Kickstarter. And I love Hoplomarchus, the original. Slightly dated in its mechanics now. Kind of um, uh, with Victorum, certainly the uh, the solo. Uh, put the campaign in there. The dragged it into the 21st century or 22nd yeah. body, whatever century we're in and it feels great even in the early kind of preview copies that we played it felt such a more rounded game than the original Hoplomarchus the kind of um, uh, you know directional positional play and the tactics yeah. for it truly truly amazing with this branching narrative really looking forward to seeing you know kind yeah. of how that develops further so yeah both you and Ricky have played the original version of Hoplomarchus yeah and both rate it highly. In fact, I'll never forgive Ricky for when he put Hoplomarchus above Mage Knight in his list of favourite <laughs> favorite solo games. And the aforementioned Steve Manser, who's got more mentions on this, this show than anybody else. Steve's a big fan of it as well, because Steve does a lot yeah. of solo gaming. Um, I've never played the original Hoplomarchus, but I will be absolutely honest with you. When I looked into it, despite people saying it's really, really good, I went, oh, this doesn't look like my kind of game. It's yeah. kind of just like tactical moving around skirmishes yeah. i'm not like ah. yeah. but then because i've got a working relationship with chip theory games shannon contacted me and said oh we, we want some content creators to start doing stuff for you know hopla marcus victorum and i said well i don't really have the background in the game and i don't really have time to learn it how about we do a live stream where literally you teach me how to play the yeah. game on the stream and we did and at the end of that video, I went onto the Slack channel and I went, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> this, is actually, this is actually really enjoyable. And yes, it was a, a tactical game, but I could actually see with Victorum where, it's, I don't know how long the full campaign takes to play, but you're, you, your character is progressing, you're moving around, you're having these different battles. Yeah. And it, just, it, it was just really nice. And then since then, as Ricky said in the video, and if you've been keeping an eye on their, on their uh, Kickstarter campaign for it, They've been putting so much work into this. And I think yeah. what you said about the original Hoplomarchus was absolutely fair because when Cheap Theory Games started, it was Adam and Josh together working like in their attic or their basement. And that was yeah. it. It was just the two of them. And Chip Theory Games are now lots of people with some really good artists, really good graphic designers. And you can tell that. You can tell that the original Hoplomarchus looks like, and no, no disrespect to them because they're both great, um, it looks like it was sort of two guys working on, on a game together yeah. and doing their own graphic design. And now it, it looks fantastic. So, yeah, yeah, looking forward to that a lot. And right. knowledge, the, old, the old one was sitting on the top of the dice library at one point because they, when they first started, they were just pretty much putting every Kickstarter game that someone had got right. on there. 
we, none of us knew what it was. None of us wanted yeah. to learn it. And I told them to take it off the library because I thought nobody is going to come into your shop and learn this game That's from scratch. That, that is absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. But I, right. I've not seen it since. <laughs> so let's move on to our favorite games of the year. Now, some of you have already done top 10 videos, which means if you haven't watched those videos, you're going to get some spoilers. But let's just <laughs> focus on, if you've got a, a number one game of the year, let, let's focus on that. Starting with you, Luke. I was going to say, is this going to be a crossover with half the people? On the there, there might be. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might need a couple of backups. Okay. Well, I, I've not done my top 10. I won't be doing my top 10 of this year until next year. So go on. Be what's, your, what's, your, what's your maybe top three games of the year and then talk a bit more about your, your number one? I do remember. Well, I'm trying to remember what I put on my list. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, no, the main one. I mean, Jen's already been going on mad in the chat. Like, it's art and over without a shadow of yeah. a doubt. I refuse to stand in a queue for 90 minutes to grab this at Essen. You know, I know Johannes from Board Game Ramblings was mad enough to do that, but I decided not That's to. He's, yeah. Because he's mad. But <laughs> love him, don't worry. He's fine. Uh, but. I regret not doing it though because now I've got to wait for a, an English copy to get to my house and it's annoying because the only time I've been able to play it is either at GridCon or on Tabletop Simulator but this is a game because normally you find a new game and you play it once and you're like okay that's cool I'll play it again at some point until you get a copy of it. I somehow managed to find a way to play this three times at GridCon. Yeah. You know, we tried it once from scratch I then snuck into another like free player game because they were looking for players and I was, you know, I was free. And then Mark decided, oh, Luke, can you teach me it as well? Fine, I'll teach it again. I mean, you twist my arm, but fine, I'll teach it. And oh, I've been loving this game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like I finally get a zoo game that's actually a little well okay it's not the most dripping formatic game in the world but i get a zoo game that feels like i'm building my zoo. Here's yeah. the animals. I'm making references to lord knows what with them. You can have a laugh. The action selection mechanic straight out of Civ New Dawn, another one on my shelf, which I feel is underrated. I really like that one. And, you know, we did our two-player playthrough of it where we were just kicking back and having a laugh with it yeah. and still finished quite close very after close. all of it. It's very, just, very close. Yeah. It's just, it is so much fun. And yes, I am still in love with it, Jed, as it seems. You know, granted, I don't think it's... Like people keep comparing it to Terraforming Mars. All right, it's not identical to Terraforming Mars. It just borrows one aspect of it. Yeah. But if it does kill that aspect for me, it's like, yeah, I'm, you give me the two side by side, I'm going to play Art Nova in a heartbeat. Free, free games of that. You know, I want that set up. Free different zoos. <laughs> we have Art Nova Day at your place. Yeah, that sounds good. Mark? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I haven't done my top 10 list yet. Um, I been on holiday for the last kind of uh, 10 12 days or so so just got back last night so that will be happening <laughs> in the next week however um i will conquer um uh, okay i don't own the, the physical version of the game i've only played your version of the game paul at gen con then i played it online a number of times and yes <laughs> luke taught me the game uh, but i just found out nova just a wholly satisfying a really rounded experience <laughs> that was just so much fun to play i think it was myself luke and paul richards who's who's on the chat yeah. as well we sat down at um at gridcon and, and you know had a great couple of hours i then played it maybe five or six times the solo mode on tabletop simulator right loving art nova it's my game of the year, and I don't own the physical version. I know it's meant to be released today. I've got pre-ordering with Wayland Game and um, Wayland Games. No, mm. no sign of that being delivered at the moment. So it's going to be tabletop simulator for a while. Right. However, just pushing, 
out and over to one side, I think, you know, some other honourable mentions. Uh, uh, Gollum, which I picked up at, at Essen. I had no interest in Gollum before, and it is a pure point salad game uh, yeah. in terms of what it is. But for whatever reason, all the mechanisms work really well. You've got those marbles, which kind of dictate where the um, uh, where the meeples go on the board, etc. You know, you're, and you're chasing around after the AI. Uh, yeah, as in in the solo mode, a little bit difficult to keep on top of for the first couple of games. But once you get that down, that's really good. So I think Gollum, um, when that starts to get delivered to people, or they can pick it up their FLGSs, that will be a really good game for people. And then at the back end of the year, we've already mentioned Uthia. Um, yeah. Enjoying Uthia a hell of a lot night um, so don't go into youth thinking it's mage night no. it's, it, it, you know it's some elements are shared but there's no deck building in youth here uh, and also sleeping not sleeping god sorry god no um role player adventures uh, that's another one i didn't like sleeping god so but we'll gloss over that uh role player adventures as we've already mentioned <laughs> it's a campaign that i will actually finish i'm enjoying it so much right okay tom have you delved into arcan over yet uh, no, it arrived hey. on. I think it arrived on Christmas Eve. It's, okay. it's sitting downstairs in its box still, so right. it will get played. Like, there's a load of that that might jump into like a, like things that were anticipated. You, for you see, like... we could have had that copy right now. We could have been playing it, and it's just <laughs> wasting time. And unplayed. It's like that could have been time we had it. I bought, I bought every copy. All <laughs> ten of them that they had at Essen, yeah. <laughs> chaos cards. Other cards are available. Other cards are available, but the chaos ones. Yeah, chaos yeah. is not available elsewhere. Chaos one's got it there, but sadly. So no, you've not played Ark Nova yet at no, all, not even on tabletop simulator. Like Tabanusi and Boon Lake. Boon Lake is underneath the camera right now. Right. So I haven't played. I haven't played any of those yet. Right. So I don't know. But yeah, I did a top ten and I didn't rank it. Because you've not played it, I was, I was finding it difficult to rank the things. But <laughs> like the the ones that I was having difficulty like separating in the end and being happy with the final ranking. Mm-hmm. If you want to dig into the ones where they would have actually been, uh, Sleeping Gods and Role Player Adventures were fighting for a rank. And okay. Super Skill Pinball, which people keep arguing isn't from this year, but it definitely is. Right. I think when things came out in America don't count. When things come to me count. Yeah. <laughs> the one that was, the one that kept sitting at number one all like most of the time was right. Hadrian's Wall. Okay. It's brilliant. It's right. yeah. roll and rights go big. And like uh, Roman Roll did that, you know, a big version of a roll and right, but it's like you're collaboratively building on a dry white board. Yeah. And does it in a great way, but Hadrian's Wall is kind of the core comboiness of a you know, flip and fill, but it's all rolling right to me. Yeah, right. Uh, everyone gets the same thing to start with, same different coloured meeples resources. Use those things to fill in boxes that will make you fill in more boxes, and once you've filled in all of the boxes, you will get points. And it's got like a solo campaign now, which is good, forcing you to uh, go in different directions to you know, do all of these things this game and get this many points. And some challenges to go for to like vary your game up so you don't just get stuck in a rut trying to do the same thing all the time, which is nice. Yeah. But yeah. just for pure, I love rolling rights anyway, and I think like there's like four in my top ten. But as a kind of big grown up one, rolling rights went to the next level in 2021. Put that yeah. on your boxes. So Hadrian's Wall is a game that I've heard only good things about from multiple sources. Oh god, yeah. Talk talk about a game that gets 
told to me all the time is that it, I mentioned like Street Masters and Spirit Armor 4, the amount of people who have told me, Luke, when you playing Hadrian's Wall, yeah. it's like, I'll play it when someone teaches me it. I'm not paying £50 for a spreadsheet. It's just like someone's going to teach me. It's what it looks me. like, yeah. Yeah. It, it looks daunting as old get out. And I'm not the biggest roller I've had in the whole world, but everyone's telling me to get it. It's like, look, yeah. somebody can teach me it and I'll play it, but I'm not spending £50 on it <laughs> so, on a gamble. I've got to be showed it. Well, I've, I've had a chat with um, <laughs> with Shem uh, about a month or two ago. Um, and I think he said he'd be happy to send me a copy to cover on the channel. Uh, the only reason I didn't say yes is because... I know that it's a game that I wouldn't just want to play once. I mm. know it's a game that I would probably want to cover and play multiple times, and I just didn't have the capacity for that at the moment. But I've just made a note that when I'm messaging Steve, uh, I'm also going to ask him for a copy of Hadrian's Wall as well. But yeah, it's I, not, I need it's to not get that. It's as daunting as it looks. I think the rule book is yeah. very good. If you play your first okay. game reading through that rule book, it all makes perfect sense. And yes, it looks it looks daunting when you first look at those two sheets that you have to fill in, but it's not. It's a very yeah. smooth and very slick experience. And I enjoy right. it tremendously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lo loads of the things just get sectioned off into like all of these rows at the bottom. That's all one thing, and yeah. all of these citizen rows they all work in the same way. Yeah, and like depending on you, you're not going to do loads of the buildings in each game. You you don't need to focus. You you can try and focus on a load of things, but you probably won't do very well. Yeah, <laughs> just try and build everything. But yeah, cool. it's amazing. So my favorite game of this year, it's difficult because I have Boon Lake and I have Bitoku still not played. So for me to give you my favorite game of the year right now is only the games that I've played and it might change as soon as I play Bitoku and or Boon Lake and there's a few other ones as well that I brought back from Essen um, that I haven't actually played yet mm. but Ark Nova is definitely high up there if it isn't my favourite game of the year it's very high up on the list um, I just thoroughly enjoy it and it's a game that I play <laughs> nine times now and I think I've said this on, on the other playthrough videos that I do there are certain games that I get and I play and I go, that was a good game. And I might play it three or four times. And then I'm like, right, I've played it. It was a really good game. And I've played it three or four times. And yeah, I'm kind of done with it. Then there's other games that I might play maybe 10 times, maybe 15 times. And then I'm done with it. Like Golem, for example. Golem, I really enjoy. I've played it a few times. I can see me playing it another five or six times. But can I then see myself playing it after that? I don't know. Then there are a few games that I have in my collection which I, I could probably play a hundred times and still want to play more of. And there are a f only a few games in that category and Spirit Island's one of them, Terraformer Mars is one of them and Ark Nova is one of them as well. I can't see me getting bored of Ark Nova anytime soon. And that is because, and this is where some of the comparisons to Terraforming Mars come in, you've got this huge deck of cards and they're all unique and we could sit down and we could play it straight after we did the other week, Luke, and it would be a different game. Mm. And it's hey, exactly the same rules, but it would be totally different cards and we'd have mm. different approach and a different strategy and we'd just do it a different way. I wanted to play it straight after. Oh, so did <laughs> I, yeah, but <laughs> you had to drive home and I had to try and sleep. I failed at my attempt to sleep, <laughs> but, you know, I, I had to try. <laughs> so, yeah, Ark Nova is very high up there if it isn't my number one, but as I say, I've not played, I've not played all of the games yet that I brought back from Essen, so... They are some of the highlights. I can't see Batoka and Boonlight overtaking that one for you. You can't. Okay. Would it, would it, I mean, 
Hard to say. I didn't get. I didn't gravitate much to Botoku. Boom yeah. Lake's fine, but I can't see those two, even for you, being like, "Oh, this will surpass Ark right. Nova," for example. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Right. Shall we touch on some things that we're looking forward to next year? Have we got anything we're looking forward to? Games or plans or? Literally else? just. Literally just recorded my top ten for that. Actually. Okay. <laughs> right. Anticipate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a bunch of Kickstarters obviously on the horizon of a couple of retail ones but i don't tend to go mad looking forward to games too much because it's one of those things of you get too hyped about the game and you're yeah. just setting yourself up for yeah. disappointment when it happens i mean i didn't know nothing about art nova before it came out. it literally mm. just appeared yeah and that's the sort of surprise i want you know i don't know it's coming and then it comes out and says luke you love this it's like great <laughs> uh but i mean next year forgetting games i think it's again like more conventions in a sense although yeah. i can't go to i'm not going to ericon um now it's just too far up the country and i'm not yeah i can't go to the games expo next year because it clashes me brother's, brother's wedding. Married. yep yeah but you know i want to try bacon for the first time i'll Come obviously to you know if i yeah if i yeah. can go to KCon, obviously there's Gridcon, obviously Essen again or site so it's just a case of right now i just want to hopefully midgard please <laughs> you know i just need to now go to a bunch of more conventions in 22 which yeah. you know if all goes well i'm looking forward to more than anything else yeah but in terms of a few highlights of games that you're looking forward to do you just want to name drop a few things uh well the the two that i'm expecting to come soonest will probably be now or never from ryan lockett yeah because i know that's getting delivered soon so to go on side with all that lot that should be a good one and i think merchants of the dark road elf creek games is going to come pretty soon I think that's meant to be like January, February time, but okay. certainly biggest one that I'm definitely hoping for. I don't know when they'll release it or even if it will be 2022, but Frostpunk. Mm. You it, know. It, it will be 2022. It better be. because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it <laughs> will be. Do you want to know what I was doing at quarter past eight this morning? Writing the rule, finishing the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> yep, working on the rule book for Frostpunk. Um, well, well, good because the, the, the latest version of the rulebook has actually gone out to backers on the latest Kickstarter update, uh, and they've mm. been sent a link to a file where they can read the rulebook and actually add comments to it. Um, right. Which is for me, as as the rulebook writer and editor, is is great because you get all of these backers reading through what mm. is the not quite the final rulebook and adding their thoughts. Um, so that's what I was doing this morning. I was going through the public version of the PDF and reading the people's comments and. You know, saying yeah. watch it, and and I've got a meeting with them on Monday morning, um, to basically go through all of the comments, decide what we're going to do, what we need to fix, and then it, mm. it should be done. Yeah, but the well, game the game's finished. It's just the rulebook that needs a few final tweaks. Well, yeah. sweet, because I bang on enough about this war of mine. I love that Frostbound PC game was always a good land as well. Yeah. I want another dark, gritty story oh, game this is where this every is choice where every choice i make is controversial is all get out and i yep. get to not feel guilty about it it's like, yep. <laughs> so i can't wait for that one no that's exactly what it is and i as well as the rule book uh, me and my team have also been editing uh, all of the cards there's a huge number of cards in this game with loads of flavor text and if you like <laughs> the computer game i mean frostpunk is either my favourite computer game of all time or one of my favourite computer games of all time. I love the setting. I love the dark feel of it. I love the whole mm. struggling to survive and you win the game if, if you survive. Um, mm. And yeah, when I heard they were doing a board game of it, I was like, yeah, sign, sign me up for that. So yeah, very much looking forward to that. And it should be. Production 
uh, issues aside, it should hopefully be being delivered next year. So, <laughs> right. <Definitely. laughs> Mark, have you got some things you're looking forward to next year, either games or the channel or whatever else? Well, shall I guess one of yours is going to start with WM by any chance, Mark? I think it might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll come to that. I just want to echo on Frostpunk. Uh, that is really uh, possibly my most anticipated uh, nice. a, a, a release of next year. I, uh, I previewed it where Alan Kopinski taught, taught me the game. I know it's kind of over 12 months ago now. It's changed uh, a I bit. Think the yeah. The engagement from uh, Glass Cannon, from uh, Jakob Wisniewski and everybody at Glass Cannon with the community has been fantastic. Yeah. And they've listened to the community there as well. So I think we're all in for a treat with Frostpunk. Absolutely, Luke. Uh, WM Weather Machine. I played it at Gridcon. <laughs> Scott Hill, thank you very much for teaching me that. I think Graham was in on that as well. Um, really enjoyed Weather Machine. Uh, I haven't played it solo yet on Tabletopia, I believe it is, but I need to do that. So uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to more Weather Machine. As I've been on holiday, I've had Up Uprising, Curse of the Emperor, uh, delivered. So my friend's got that at the moment. Uh, he picked it up for me from the, uh, from the pastoral shop. I played that on TTS with one of the designers beginning of December. That's a great 4X game there. Uh, and then in Essen, I also played uh, Episode 2 of Perseverance from mm -hmm. uh, Mind Clash, the Turks game. Really thoroughly enjoyed that. And obviously, I backed that, and that is due out at some point in 2022 it as is. well. So I think... Yeah. Um, you know, there are a lot of good big games out there in 2022. Uh, of course, we've also got um, um, Chip Theory gone with the robots. Uh, Burn, Burn Cycle as well. Yep. Yes, which, again, I previewed a, an early copy of that, and uh, and then Ricky sent me the physical copy of the uh, of the prototype, which I've played a few times. So, yeah, there's a lot of big names coming out there, but let's not forget some of the smaller names as well. It's great when we see games like Distilled, you know, which came out of nowhere, really, and yeah. had a massively successful Kickstarter campaign. It is a great game, Distilled. Can't wait to get that. So, uh, yeah, I think next year is going to be a, a bumper year for us. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, Frostpunk, Burn Cycle... Perseverance episodes one and two, Hoplomarcus Marcus Victorum, they're all due out next year. Mm. Yeah. So, is that, was that a game? Are we getting like more video game tie-ins? I guess this year because we got the Frostpunk. I swear there's one other. Stellaris is another one that I've backed as well. Yeah. That, are we starting to get like board games of computer games now? Yeah. There's I a Slay so. the Spire, the board game coming to Kickstarter. There's a Deep Rock Galactic, the board game. Yeah. That yeah, yes. Deliverance, which that, are all like I don't know anything about how they're doing the board game version but like yeah. slay the spire and deep rock galactic uh well, pretty kingdom, impeccable video games kingdom come deliverance i got a tryout of the first scenario at essen because the publisher was there and it, it did seem pretty good i mean it, it felt like okay this is your typical like rpg-ish type story doing game but i did like the fact that you did have a lot of opportunities for choices and how npcs reacted to you you know we approach them they're a bit suspicious guy next to me you know messes up for whatever reason now they're hostile i can no longer talk to them about this you know that right. that kind of thing sounded good and it almost tempted me to get the pc game to try it out but you know maybe we'll see later in jan but you mentioned deep rock galactic yeah i, I don't know if that's going to be a solid board game because i don't know like the pedigree of like who's designed it behind it but man i've sunk what 350 hours into that pc game i still yeah. play that religiously now on hazard five and when they said, oh, we're doing a board game version of it, it's like, oh, God, don't mess this up, <laughs> because I want that. <laughs> so, Tom, hi, uh, looking Hello. forward to, to, to next year, either yeah. channel so, so some of those like games. Channel? Oh, we have more channel. Lots more channel. More channel than ever. 
What you want to do, Tom, is do more playthroughs. You don't do enough playthroughs. Yeah, I think if if we could get a twenty four seven stream going on. Yeah. And when I'm not playing through something, I'm talking about playing through something. <laughs> but like anticipated games, yeah, uh, Frostpunk and Weather Machine and something else that you mentioned that I've forgotten, I'd echo them. But like I've just got like a rough list, so I haven't really checked dates yet. But has it been pushed into the next year? But is Frosthaven like still that should be 2022? That should be next year. Still 2022. Yeah, yeah. There's another big Gloomhaven coming out. I know. Bigger than Gloomhaven. <laughs> Bigger. Yeah. yeah. Bigger, bluer. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's big, it's blue. Yeah. It's, and from the bits that like I've seen, like it looks so good. Like it just does. like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I won't hear well, I'll hear bad things said about Gloomhaven, but I don't care because it's brilliant. And yeah, I'm totally biased because you're in it as well, aren't you, Paul? Uh, I am. Your your name's in it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I I'm designed a, a one of the scenarios. board game designer now. Yeah. Oh, I thought maybe he was a character or so. You might actually convince me to play the game if I get the kill. No, off no, 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 no. It's always going to be on the cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's me like... on the front cover. If you look behind the 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 barrel, <laughs> I'm hiding behind the barrel on the front cover. Yeah, totally me. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a host of guest designers. Yeah, it's like, like it's, it's like Vlada Shavatla stuff and all these board game designers. But then me and Rachel in there. Yeah, credit credit to Rach because she made my ridiculous ideas more of a <laughs> no, more knowing of a, me, I'm probably, scenario. Knowing me, I'm probably a corpse somewhere in the background in one of the pictures. <laughs> but like... but yeah, like for a Gloomhaven lover, Frosthaven yeah. is just gonna be amazing. Yeah, and there's like there's a there's a two player version of Cryptid coming out. I love is Cryptid, it? amazing oh, yeah, okay. game. I don't know uh, how that's gonna be done, but amazing. Yeah. I forget its title, but they announced it about a few uh, Urban Legend. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and yeah. Honestly, I love Cryptid, so I'm curious to see how that will work. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and this, I think it's been delivered to most people in at the end of this year, but Seize the Bean that I've been going yeah. on about for years and years and years. You have. I don't think it can possibly live up to my expectations at this point. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's one of the things. If uh, if I hadn't remembered Frosthaven was delivering next year, that might be my most excited thing. Like, so have you not got your copy of Seize the Bean yet? I have not. Oh, no, no, I shocking. demand it. No, uh, yeah, we like they wanted to make sure they wanted to be very like everybody gets their copies before. Uh, I'm gonna try and intercept the truck, and I'll before you get Art Nova. Before, before these, like before the freeloaders get their copies, all the people right. who actually back the game get theirs right. first. So, like, I think most backers have got them now. So, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to, I want to bore people to death with videos about uh, Seize the Bean because it's like it's a deck builder where you're in a coffee shop, and it's yeah. an interesting mm. take on deck building where your deck is your queue of customers and you're trying to serve them and you upgrade your coffee mm. shop as it goes along taking an action you put cards on actions so that taking that action in the future rather than just getting your a few coffee beans will get you milk and blah 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 as well yeah. uh, so there's some engine building to it as well but it's got oh, it's got like a part of the re it's like four years or something three years since the kickstarter yeah part mm. of the reason for that is they decided to just let's throw every expansion yeah. imaginable at it and <laughs> Just looking at unboxing videos of yeah. it, it is packed. The box is completely packed with cards and types of things and <laughs> new mechanics. And from just like flicking through the the booklet, every kind of gameplay under the sun you could imagine. If if you just want to be Care Bear, here's the arrangement of things. If you want to really go at each other, here's the cards to use for that. Yeah, and I was say, I'd, I'd like I'd like them to sort of get the game popular first before they shove in twenty expansions. But yeah, and and like the the yeah. like looking at like. 
well now it's all delivered and stuff what else can we do with it like it's it's mm. cool that there's just it, it, it there's totally amount of stuff for it it totally slipped me by somebody mentioned it on the street on one of my videos the other week it's like we well, on about seize the bean or something and as soon as i read deck building coffee shop it's like how did i miss this uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah tom's been going on about it for about three yeah. years now i'm i'm dying off memories of the prototype that i yeah. had for like yeah. a month and then had to send on ages ago <laughs> uh, and you can see in like my playthrough way back then and i imagine it's like changed since then and stuff but it's got all of those that you saw 3D printed yeah. things in my video. It's got like 3D mm. sugar cubes and milk bottles and yeah. uh, coffee beans yeah. and stuff. You can you can play a dexterity variant where you don't get a set <laughs> amount of coffee beans. You scoop an amount out of there if you really want to go into the theme. <laughs> but uh, another one that like yeah, I, I'm only I'm only anticipating games that I'm involved with in some way. But that's yeah. that's a game where I'm a, I'm a card in that game, a much right. older bespectacled version of me. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in that. But I think that's so, fair enough. I mean, my my anticipated list for next year is is also games that I've been involved in because yeah. mainly they're the ones that I know that are coming out next year. So obviously, Frosthaven, you've mentioned, Frostpunk, uh, Perseverance, Episodes 1 and 2. I should be getting a physical copy of them in the middle of January. That was the one. Yeah. That was the one I was trying to remember. Because I'm going to be creating, the, I'm going to be doing the how-to-play videos and that's going to be about six six to eight weeks of work. Um, so I'm starting that in January and hopefully that will be in time the videos will be done in time ready for backers to get their copy yeah. which I think is going to be March, April time something like that um, yeah. ISS Vanguard that I'm finishing up on work I don't know whether that's going to be delivered in 2022 but we are aiming to get all of the work on that finished in January so it might come out if it does that'd be great but um, the new Stefan Feld games the Queen Collection um I think games one and two will come out next year. I don't know if the next ones will come out, but obviously I'm a big Stefan Feld fan, so seeing you know the first games in the City collection coming out, I think 2022 is already looking like a good year based on what we already know is coming out. You know, Burn Cycle, Hopla Marcus. We talked earlier on about if no new games come out next year, will we be happy? And we all said yes, because we've got many games that we can play. But to be honest, if if only the games that we've just mentioned come out next year that's easily enough for me to fill my channel with content because burn cycle i'm not just going to play one game of i want to play it 10 times hopler marcus i'm not just going to play that once i'm going to do that 10 times so frostpunk i'm not going to do that once either there's multiple scenarios multiple ways to play you know all sorts of things so all of those games we've mentioned have got potential for being games with a lot of replayability so yeah yeah we never even mentioned Endless Winter. I'm surprised that no one's forgot, completely on forgot to mention Endless yeah. Winter. Yes, yeah. that's coming out. Um, I'm doing a whole series of videos for that because um, that's every another mechanic one. on this, every mechanic <laughs> under the sun in that game. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's got lots of expansions, and I think I think mm. the plan is. I can't remember what I've agreed with them, but I'm definitely doing a tutorial and playthrough for the base game, and then I think I might be doing a tutorial and playthrough for each of the expansions. I think that might be the plan. I can't quite remember. Or it might just be that I do a, a sort of mini tutorial for each of the expansions. Um, but yeah, having been involved in writing the rulebook for that game, it's nice because each of the expansions, and it's probably the same with Seize the Bean, they do change the game up quite significantly. Um, so the cave paintings expansion, where you're actually drawing a, a cave painting as well, that's got some extra mechanics thrown in. Um, yeah, that, that's really good. And that's that's been delivered... I think that's coming out probably around March, April time as well. Yeah. Something Which one? like that. Endless Winter. 
That soon, all right. I didn't think it was going to be that think soon. It's, I think it's around April time. So, yeah, Perseverance, yeah. episodes one and two will be around April time. Frosthaven might be around April time. I can't quite remember. Or it might it's, have been pushed back again. It's going to be hard. I mean, with the shipping crises as they have been, and That's God true. knows what else, I think it's like any time they say, oh, we aim for delivery around this month, I'm just like, look, forget it. Just deliver it when you can, all right? Just make it yeah, within yeah. the 12-month period, and we'll class that as a result. You know, yeah. good timing. Yeah. Um, but other things that I'm looking forward to for next year, um, obviously, for those people who don't know, I announced about, how long ago was it now? Six weeks ago? Uh, that I'm stepping back from my work as a rulebook writer, um, which is going to mean two things. The first thing is I'm going to have lots more time. Uh, and the second thing is I'm going to have lots less money because uh, it's basically giving up a big part of my income, uh, which is fine because it means I'm going to get to play more games. That's the idea. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to produce more playthroughs than Tom. It's the whole reason why I'm retiring is basically to try and keep up with Tom on the number of playthroughs. So there you go, Tom. The gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> I'll, I'll drop everything. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking at next year, because obviously making that decision was quite a difficult decision for me to make. Um, and I, wouldn't, I didn't just make it, you know, I, I did sit down and I did look at all of the things and all of the factors. But after making the decision and then announcing it, the bit that made me feel good about it was two things. The support of uh, the community, especially my patron supporters, um, and also the fact that I'm looking at these games that are going, play me, play me, play me, play me. And I'm like, yes, next year I will hopefully have more time to, to, to play them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to next year um, being less stressful rule but work and, and more playing of games. Yeah. There you go. That's everything. Anything else we want to talk about? I don't think there is, is there? For this year or next year, there's got to be something. <laughs> what about what about 2023? No, 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 we'll do that next year. Right, Void let's, ball. that's it. That's <laughs> what we know for 2023. <laughs> let's wrap things up. So before we disappear, uh, we'll just go round again and just let everybody know where they can find you, your YouTube channel uh, and stuff like that. So Luke, you go first. If you don't know me already, the Broken Meeple, Search for on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You will find it. And as they, it reviews top tens and that, if you just want to hear me be brutally honest about a game, whether it's good or bad, that's where you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark? Yeah, so as I say, it's all so lowable, and you can find it on YouTube at NotBoardGame. That's B-O-R. Thanks to everybody that's subscribed so far. The channel's only mm. about two years old so far, just over two years old, and the growth's been really, really good. Uh, thanks to people like Paul and Luke. So, yeah, not board gaming on YouTube. Um, output's been a little bit patchy over the last four or five weeks or so because of innovations done in the house, etc. Uh, but hoping to pick that more up in January. And Luke and I will be doing something yeah. in January as well. Yeah, well, it's a spoiler alert further because I know somebody's actually said, like, oh, join forces but way more often than that. We do have plans, Mark and I, to do a solo uh, games update list later this month when Mark's free. All right, so right. that is happening. <laughs> uh, and Luke, we, we should talk um, in the new year as well about doing some other stuff. More playthroughs and Spirit Island games and more, more, more yeah. Spirit Island playthroughs or, more, or anything more, else. More, more TTS plays, yes. Yes, we can, <laughs> we can do that. Uh, Tom. Hello. Oh yeah, I'm, I make playthroughs and things. I talk about board games a lot. I play them a lot. Sometimes there's a glass cat involved. Oh yeah, it's called Slicker Drips. 
there's a shirt. You can get it if you want. There you go. And but you're yeah. on YouTube, yeah, Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Um, yeah, Facebook, Twitter. I'm on Twitch sometimes for now. We'll see if that carries on. Right. But YouTube is the whole thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That. Go on to YouTube, subscribe to, to the three of them. Uh, and obviously, if you're not subscribed to Gaming Rules, please subscribe. Um, and yeah, that's everything. So, yeah, a big thank you to you three for joining me, taking time out. Have you got plans for this evening? Is it gaming related? Video game related. Come back from holiday yesterday, so I have to self-isolate until I get my two-day PCR test back. Oh right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jules Holland's Hogmanay, I think, yeah, tonight. So. Right. Most most years, it's typically go to the board game cafe and play, but tonight, a few of us are just going to be on Discord with a bunch of video games like Valheim and that that we just have fun with and just muck right. about for nice. hours. You know, nice and simple tonight, I think. Yeah. And Tom, you got any plans for tonight? Just quiet night watching things, I think. No okay. board game. We, we don't tend to do board games <laughs> into the night. Right. Maybe, try, try and do that at the weekend. Okay. Try and dig into all <laughs> these things. We've got obsession. Like, people have been going over about obsession for years and years. Yeah, people have been telling me. I think, I think Rach might like that, theme-wise, okay. anyway. I don't really know much about it at all, but maybe right. we'll dive into that this weekend. Yeah. Well, I've got, uh, got a few friends coming over tonight. Um, we're all doing lateral flow tests. Um, we've all been double or triple vaccinated, whatever. So we feel it's we feel it's safe. Um, but we've got about six people coming over tonight. It's not necessarily a games-related evening, but we will be playing things like just one, Telestrations, Time's Up, you know, just, just some fun party games like that, uh, just just to see us into the new year. So, um, yeah, that's that's our plans for tonight. And lots of Jaffa Cakes. Yes. Uh, yeah, there, there will be there will be Jaffa Cakes. Uh, I've actually bought because they were they were discounted in Tesco. Um, the the crisp the Christmas edition Jaffa Cakes, which are orange and cranberry, and they were like half price. So I was like, yeah, or buy buy some packs of those. Yep. So at, at the certain at the right time tonight, I will be bringing out the uh, the plate of Jaffa Cakes for people. So uh, yeah, that's what's happening tonight. They they won't have to force them out of you this time, then, will they? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, Vicky can lock me in the other room while she gives away my Jaffa cakes. But anyway, yes, we're all done. Thank you very much to everybody for watching. Uh, and again, a big thank you to all of my Patreon supporters for helping fund the channel uh, and keeping things going into the new year. We will wrap things up and we'll all be back in the new year with some live streams. When's your first live stream next year, Luke? Or your first video for next year? Uh, well... The live so that we haven't set a date yet for the solo games update. We'll get that some point in Jan. Okay. I'll probably I'll probably try and do a QA at some point soon just to say happy new year. This is what's happening. Right. <laughs> so haven't planned much yet. But yeah, I think okay. the, the solo games update will be the biggest live stream highlight, I think, first. Right. Mark, is that your first video for next year? I'd like to do my top 10 of last year. So it's my eldest daughter's 17th birthday tomorrow. So tomorrow's off for videos, right. but I'm hoping to do a top 10 before I go back to work on the 4th. And then the loot thing will uh, we'll collaborate either the first or second week in January. So yeah, my uh, top 10 solo games will be the first video probably in the next week. Yeah. Okay. And Tom, what have you got planned for the new year? Some point next week. It'll be like Tuesday, I think. It depends because it's all has to dance around work but whichever day i'm here i'll you can see on all of my things on monday i'll post right. what's gonna be happening next week but <laughs> the first the first um i think there'll be a talking stream because there's like a vote on what playthrough i do every yep. month there'll be some kind of that with all the arc novas will arc nova stomp the vote maybe but uh maracaibo digital i had to postpone 
just right. before Christmas. So that'll be the first game stream. Right. See how that goes. And maybe I'll get through the campaign finally. Yeah. Doing I've, I've been playing a lot of Maracaibo Digital. I've been playing about two or three games a day of that uh, for the last few weeks. So it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's so really good. I'm due to... Well, yeah, we didn't quite get finished the Caverns of the Snow Witch playthrough. Um, we did part three yesterday, but we didn't finish it. So um, that's probably going to be my first live video in the new year. And it might even be on the Sunday. Um, I need to juggle things around and see what I'm doing. But I do want to get it finished. And then on Monday... Uh, which is the day before most people think go back to work in the UK. Uh, I'm going to be doing a Patreon-only stream of another Shoot Around Adventure book, uh, which is Bloodsword. Um, so four of my Patreon supporters are going to basically... I'm going to sort of host the game and be the narrator, and we're going to be doing that. Um, so yeah, Caverns of the Snow Witch probably on Sunday, uh, Bloodsword on Monday, and then I, I, I can't remember what I'm doing next week. I've got a whole host of things planned for the next two weeks, but... I do know that we are going to try and pick up the Arkham Horror card game because we got to part six. So we're going to be doing part seven. That's planned for the Wednesday. Um, so yeah, full, full steam ahead going into the new year. Right then, we're all done. I will say goodbye to everybody. Bye to you three. Bye to everybody for watching. We'll see Bye. you in the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy new year.